0: Traveling
1: the Vortex We've joined Big Brother as he watches Winston Smith During episode number 273 I'm Keith I'm Big Brother
0: I'm Glenn
1: How are you guys? Watching you I'm not Winston Smith I'm watching all of you
2: Big Brother's watching everyone (laughs) That's true you guys have a good week? Yeah. Yeah. It was off all week, so
1: it was a good week. <laughs> Did you do anything fun with, with your week off? Um,
2: we took the kids to Chuck E. Cheese because we were going to go to Trampo Rock Ball Laser Park. Trampo yeah, whatever Rock that Ball weird league. name is. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, on th- Tuesday night, and so it was glad like not a, a line out the door. <laughs> oh, and geez. we were like... Uh, by the time we get in there we won't have time to do anything and so Mason was pretty upset so I said "Well, how about if we went to Chuck E. Cheese I'll take you to this other place later in the week he said okay so I went to Chuck E. Cheese had dinner and had fun and then uh, Thursday we ended up going to Trampo Rock Ball Laser whatever it's called and uh, in the morning when there was less people Uh, and We we took uh, uh, Mason to see The Good Dinosaur. How was that? It's a western. (laughs) (laughs) Told you. (laughs) It's good. It's cute. I enjoyed it. What else? I think that's it. We watched some more Fuller House because Holly and I are watching Fuller House. Did you watch anything this week, Sean?
3: Or do anything fun this week? Um, I shot a commercial with a really cute dog. (laughs) Yes, you did. That was fun.
2: Was Cody in a commercial? He
3: was. For Paws in the Park. Which isn't going to be in the park.
1: He's got quite that ego now.
0: He, Where's Paul's going to be? It's
3: going to be at uh, Topeka West High School. <laughs> they outgrew the park. Um, Mel and I finished Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one. And um, what else we watched? We watched Lucifer. Where are you at on Lucifer? Are you up to date? I think so. And then uh, Venture Brothers, which if you're not watching... Oh my god. Uh, this may be the best season they've done so far. It's just continue, the, the break, I hate, I hate saying this, I hate saying this, but I think taking a light, a nice long break <laughs> between seasons Helps. It did them a world of good to recharge the batteries, and, and it's some of the best
1: writing they've ever done.
3: Other than that, we didn't do much. So I went
1: and picked up the, uh, the Midway Arcade Lego Dimensions pack. I picked up Aquaman also, just because he's really handy. Uh... And then... uh could <laughs> I just kept forgetting. Uh, we watched Hotel Transylvania 2. It was enjoyable. I don't know if it was as good as the first one, but it was... It's not, but it's cute. It, yeah, it was really cute. And Vlad definitely needed to be there sooner. He was definitely one of the best parts of it. So what do we got in the news, Keith? There really isn't any news this week. No news. No news. No news is good news. Um, what about you, that thing? You can expect an announcement, hopefully soon, <laughs> on a companion. That's all we can say because we don't know who it is. And <coughs> Capaldi oh, don't, apparently don't, Peter Capaldi knows. Don't play that key. Tell them we know who it is, and we're just not <laughs> telling <laughs> Capaldi knows and has met the person, and they're going to be very different from Clara. We
2: have on good authority that they uh, <laughs> that they have cast someone. You've cast somebody. You said they're going to be better than them? different. Oh, different. Very different. <laughs> very
3: different from Clara.
1: Very different from Clara. He's even avoiding pronouns. Well, then they'll I think, be uh, his uh, uh, descriptions. They'll, yeah, they'll be uh, they?
2: very much in line with what they've been doing because every companion's been different than the other. So that's, yeah, it's because <laughs> they didn't hire another Clara.
1: Well, and it's really anybody's going to be different than Clara because Clara <laughs> has such a history with the Doctor and that's knows right. so much stuff. And that's kind of what Capaldi points out in the interview. That's it for news. Shall we move on to feedback? Let's. Yeah. Our bit of feedback from this week comes from Dr. Phil. He's sending some audio, so let's give it a listen.
3: Hello, Vortexans. Hey, it's Dr. Phil, and I am in Springfield, Illinois, about to head down to St. Louis for Palm Sunday concert. Um, and just wanted to say hello to um, all of the listeners who're Traveling the Vortex and I will catch up and I will send in some regular feedback as opposed to this which quite qualify as irregular feedback anyway um, if I'm not careful I'll just cause another Hassline curve and that'll be the end of that so anyway um, Keith will know the reference so anyway uh, lots of love hope everything's going great in the Vortex bye
1: alright thank you Phil appreciate Thanks, that man, Phil. good to hear from you glad to you're practically in our backyard, Doctor Phil. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's going down the St. Louis.
2: Uh, I'm. Is that all the feedback we got? That's all the feedback uh, we got. Even after all our little notes on Facebook reminding people that we were recording <laughs> on Saturday this week, that's all we got.
1: Watch, eh? well, so they're all going to come in
2: tomorrow. Probably, <laughs> they didn't see you on Facebook at all. <laughs> I, I was doing my best to remind people that we were recording on Saturday. So. Mostly because we didn't say that last week, <laughs> <And Yeah. laughs> so I thought, oh, we're going to get a whole bunch of feedback on Sunday that's going to have to wait. But
1: We don't tend to get a lot of feedback on, uh, really on Beyond the Doctor conversations, that's so true. that's all right. If you want to send us feedback, you can do so by going to our website and clicking on the Send Us Feedback tab, or you can send it directly to feedback at TravelingTheVortex.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook at TravelingTheVortex and Twitter at Travel Vortex.
2: All right, let's move on to
3: our review. if you don't want to
1: send us
2: feedback and you just want to say hi,
1: you can do that too. Absolutely. All right,
2: let's move on to our review.
1: George Orwell's 1984. Winston Smith endures a squalid existence in totalitarian Oceania under constant surveillance of Big Brother. But his life takes a horrifying turn when he begins a forbidden love affair and commits the crime of independent thought. Sent to the chillingly labeled Ministry of Love, he is placed at the menace- mercy of O'Brien, a coolly treacherous leader determined to control his thoughts and crush his soul. I don't know. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. I yeah. mean, it's it's. I really, I still, I I watched it Wednesday, and I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies. <laughs>
2: it and the book for me are really start out and clug along as this really compelling forbidden romance and yeah. intriguing kind of a mystery as to what this society has come to and what the party is. And it, it really captivates me. And then it gets to a point where it takes this weird turn and to be quite honest with you the last quarter of it i was very confused in the book and i thought the movie would help and i'm really (laughs) confused in the film so i really like it i think that the performances are phenomenal yeah john hurt
1: does a wonderful job
2: i think that i think everybody does a really good job i think that um like i say it's real captivating it's, it, it's really it, it draws you in and it makes you wonder what's going to happen and even watching the movie having read the book it still it, it adds you on the edge of your seat the whole time because you really feel like they're going to get caught they're going to get caught they're going to get caught or somebody or she's going to be a turncoat or she's you know because because she kind of comes across that way well of,
1: especially considering how many other lovers she had yeah had exactly to previous to him so
2: in and they seem to be relatively careful, but they almost feel like you almost feel like they're not careful enough. And then when you get to the point where you think, well, oh, they've been care- pretty careful, then, then you find out they weren't. <laughs> and yeah. it's, but it's just, it's this weird forbidden romance story for the longest time. And then it becomes this weird establishment thing. And it's just from the point where he goes to the ministry, he's taken to the ministry of love. And I I, I will admit that visually, Visualizing it, it made a little more sense than when mm. I read that part, those parts of the book. But then it's it like I'm I I, it's, I think it's trying to make a point, and I think it does about the brainwashing and about the the how much of a control that the party has over its its group, yeah, and how much control it could potentially have over all of society eventually. Because you get the impression, especially more so from the book, that it's really just a a faction of people. This isn't mm. the, this isn't the government. It's yet. just Oceania. It's, it, yeah, and it, it's it's just about made its its complete stranglehold over everybody. But they have mm. they referred to that the other groups, and I can't remember what they called them, but that that don't necessarily have the same amount of uh, restrictions that people within the party have, especially the outer party and the inner party, and then. You almost get the impression that what's the the main guy's name? Uh, uh, John Hurt's character, Winston. You get the impression that Winston potentially could have moved up into the, yeah, the upper inner party and... uh, much quicker or or easily had he not had these doubts and this stumbling uh, block and sought out the resistance, which ends up being the wrong thing for him to do. Yeah. So it's it's intriguing all the way up until the point where. Orwell seems to be trying to drive home the message of the book. And I think he does it, but it, it comes across a little... Uh, Esoteric probably not the word, but so surreal that it it's really hard for me to kind of wrap my brain around what happens, what happened there, other than the fact that he...
1: <laughs> is being tortured and brainwashed. Is being tortured and brainwashed and and the motivations that, behind the doing those things are kind of muddled. Right. That's yeah. the problem yeah. is
2: the it, the motivation is other, other than ultimate power and even shades of ultimate evil.
1: Yeah. Um like, like and and what they're trying to achieve by doing this cuz I don't I'm still kind of fuzzy on what exactly happened to him in the end. Was he brainwashed and sent back into society, did they kill him? I kind of they kind of left it almost gray so you kind of were left to kind of make up your mind on your own what i suspect the 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 endings there because
3: there's a lot of doubles throughout this movie there's a lot of images on pictures that show up that are people that he knows and, and, and and that kind of stuff and when he he walks past that cafe earlier in the film the guy that's on tv confessing is in that cafe Oh, He's nice. an older version of of that guy. He doesn't quite look the same. He's a little more haggard, but it's him. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why would they do that? Unless that's important. So then, when we got to the end and John hurts in the cafe, well, I thought to myself, well, this is it. This is the holding area. He's here. He's been brainwashed. He's confessed. They got what they wanted out of him. They've, they've been
2: reprogrammed. They, let's they, put it that well, way. Well, I don't yeah. think they're
3: going to. I think what it is, is I, I think it's a holding cell, basically, that he's he, he's medicated out of his gourd, and he's quiet, and they're going to allow him to sit here. And then, because the, the, the one part of the confession tape is always, I just wish to be shot while my mind is clear. Well, oh, I, think so what, next, I think that's I, what happens I think, happens you're, I think
2: you're on the right track. But I think they, they have been reprogrammed repro- at that point. I think they have completely yeah. been reprogrammed. I don't think that, that, yeah. that it's medica. I don't think it's medications. I think it's actually the reprogramming. It's the final phase of it, and I think the fact that he is writing two plus two equals and he doesn't even—I don't think he even finished no, it. He did didn't. It, I think that's his. I think that's showing us that the the reprogramming probably did not take 100 percent control. Yeah. But also, if you'll remember, the guy that's in the cafe earlier, that's on the TV, and then you see him crying, obviously also didn't quite get the, the full control report. Uh, yeah. which lends me to believe that that probably is the case, that the next step is they go into some chamber room and they're shot. But No, I, don't th- I, think,
3: I think it's public. The, those well, people he, that we've caught in this war—that's probably no, not no, going I, on. It, it,
2: I think it's done. Oh, on, I think the, it's the, done it's, on. It's, I think it's done on video, but yeah. I have a feeling it's probably in the back room of that bar, and it's all done. Well, I, on know. Video. I, I think you, so, th- you think it's the people that are being hung. Yeah, because, the, the hangings because definitely the, they, they, they hangings are never public. their face. They see their it. face. Not Briefly. the people being hung. Here's the deal. Yeah, before they get hung, they're all standing up there, and you see they, 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 their faces, and then they cover them as they go
3: by. But here's the deal: we're at war with. Uh, Indo-Asia, whatever whatever the other continent Eurasia. is, Eurasia. So it's a whole other continent. I, you would think the people might look a little different, but they don't. Every single time there's well, they, a, a parade, there's no, a no. truckload of people that carted in because they're blaring these things about prisoners but, but, of war and this, that, but and the war's thing. a lie. Ultimately, right. the, that's, lower, that's the war is why. Yeah, where are the people so the pe- in the trucks coming from?
2: They're, they're the people that are, are my impression is, 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 they're putting forth the idea that they're coming from these other continents. But right? there's so actually they're actually the resistance. Is, but it's actually people that are within that the they're resistance. They're the people yeah. that are all being but roped up and gathered up and it's reprogrammed. Not, it's not the, I don't think it's the reprogrammers. I think what that is is it's the, the people that are not part of the party. This is this other group of people. And they're rounding them up, and they're taking them and hanging them under the guise that those these are the enemy from 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 the the front lines, and that's why those people are hung because they don't go through any sort of programming. There's no brainwashing them at all because. The brainwashing the, the brainwashing works in, in in various cycles is members of the party are being brain, brainwashed as their party members but you've also got this other group of people that that are living in the the alleys where he you see the flashback where he 's gone to the prostitute it's those type of people that are not there's no video cameras there that's who they're there's hanging. no television they're hanging them because they're not people that are, are susceptible you have to be a little susceptible to the party that's why you're on the, you become part of the Outer party first, okay, and maybe. they're all being brainwashed, obviously, because of all of the things that we see him go through with the monitor in his room, and it's obviously got a camera because they can see him. Yeah, and so I think what they're doing is they're systematically wiping out the people that they that that aren't even attached to the party, and they're doing this in under the guise of this is the enemy, because then that also convinces the people in the lower parts of the outer party that. Yeah, we're fighting this war, and I, and and as as it kind of goes through that. But the other thing you should note, we should note, is the the man that we see in the cafe and on the video that's playing in the cafe is the guy just a scene or two before that is the picture when because John Hart's character right. Winston oh, yeah. is is one of the, is his history rewriter is what he is. Yeah. And what they do is they strike the truth and they rewrite the history, and then he takes. The pictures of these people that were originally inner party members or maybe even uh outer party members and swaps them out because of for some reason and and later it's divulged that the reason is because they've either strayed from the party or they've tried to join the resistance or they've had thought crimes within the party and so they're suddenly then their history is rewritten and put on on basically public display as as you you kind of pointed out that it goes to this place and then they're later shot so i think that the inner party people that are being reprogrammed and set up then to to confess are going are gone on to be shot and it's a different process than the people that are being rounded up and hung in public that so, could be. Yeah, the, I think the it's problem too that I
3: have is that we don't really get a resistance. No, we don't. No. And, and he even asks her when she's leaving. He says, is, "Is the resistance real?" She says, "Of course not," and she walks off.
2: And I don't think the resistance and, is. And I and reason. I don't
3: think it's a. I don't think it's a real thing because we we see no indication of a resistance. We 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 don't. I think
1: that's the whole point of the uh, the and the brainwashing is so that they can have a resistance and show that they are fighting, and have somebody to pin crimes on, et, yeah. cetera, et cetera, and instill fear in their populace. Because that's the whole purpose of the last enough. part of the film, I think. But yeah. <laughs> that makes
3: me wonder, then, the, these people that aren't part of the party, because if there's no resistance, who are they rounding up? And so if, if, it, if it's, you know, the these people that are outside the party. That's, that's what it is. That, I think there's you know, a
2: difference between a resistance that is trying to... Fight the power. Fight the power, as opposed to the people that are just apathetic to it. See, I, I the impression that I get
3: with this thing is that it's such a big deal that you, you, you're you really not given the choice. It's you, You're going to join us or we're Either, going to shoot yeah, you now. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Kind of thing. And the, I, I, so I just I don't get the impression that there's this other group out there. And well, there that he was, is.
2: There he is. And I, the reason I say that is because the book kind of does a good okay, job. Okay, see, that yeah. may coming out from the, the book. The, then, the book yeah, does go a good that. job of pointing out that there are people that are not okay. part of the mem- members of then. the party. And that they're, they're, they're kind of outside the party. And you get the impression that the guy that's running the shop is one of these people. Obviously, we come to find out that that's yeah, all a setup. Yeah. But you, you get yeah, well, the impression that he's one of these people that, are, are, that is outside the party. That he's you know.
3: So the, the scariest thing to me about that whole setup was the news announcement right before the end when they come on and talk about this major victory in the war and over a million prisoners are coming in. Mm. and it's like, well, damn, who'd they bust? Yeah. Because those, these, these, these million people, how much, yeah, they, how much they, they can make up real numbers. Though, that's
2: the but, problem is I think that that's probably part of the, the feeding the lie. Just right. To, I don't think to it. Because obviously they're trying to not go a million, <laughs> Yeah. There weren't a million uh, prisoners coming in. But, but they, but but they as have they to can, make it appear as as that they there's a lot to re- of people. Re- as so. they continue to reel in, you know, between fifteen and thirty people, and hang them in front of the public, then it appears as though, yeah, these are the the, the enemy that is coming in. Because
3: on the on the on the previous one in the middle, when he meets her in the square, there were at least three truckloads full of guys. Yeah yeah, 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 right. and, and you now twenty people in a truck at yeah, least, so probably so, sixty people. Sixty people. Okay, so now all of a sudden we're talking, um, and, and I don't they, I don't think they gave a number for that, but whatever victory that was. Here's some prisoners of war. We've got sixty people that you're going to see killed we've got a million okay that's (laughs) that's a lie so big you've got to be able to back it up with something approximating a number that i can not i don't don't think they have
2: to and the reason i say that is because he's working in the department of of uh rewriting history and at one point they're no longer at war with eurasia right they're at long war with pacifica or whatever it was the other one was and the problem you find is then they're all rushing to rewrite the Eurasia stuff that they had just been doing, yeah. and that is a way – that's mm. another piece of the mind control of convincing the people that are already somewhat sucked in on the inner party that, that you you're they're basically brainwashed enough to start believing that, oh, we never were at war with Eurasia. We were actually at war with – and, and and just accepting it, and that's the yeah. that's the weird thing that's hard to grasp to, for me to wrap my brain around <laughs> is this whole this whole change in, and I think it's part of the whole idea that 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 they, we kind of drill down to in the microcosm in the in the uh, ministry of love is the fact that it's it's this uh, wide scale uh, brainwashing that's happening and. They they do it in the sense that they're 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 gauging the effects of whether how many people just kind of go along with it. Yeah, that's 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 who we've been at war all the whole time. If the brainwashing's work, if the brainwashing is working, the people that are in the inner party that just accept that are 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 fine. You don't have to worry about them. Yeah. It's the ones that that you have to worry about are the ones that are going. Oh, wait a minute, oh, we that, were just at war with Eurasia, and the point that's brought home is. Is the guy that's doing the brainwashing, which was Richard Burton, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, is uh, telling Winston, you know who who we were, and he says you know, he has that conversation. Well, we were at war with Eurasia. Well, obviously that that was a key that this is a guy that the brainwashing isn't working 100. percent So we have to take these this group of people a step further. And try to reprogram them here. And if that reprogramming doesn't work, then yes, I think you're in line with the fact that then they go on.
3: I wish to God I could see five. Do you really wish you could see them, or do you just wish that you could tell me you could see them? So that gives me the
2: impression that the party believes that there are enough people in the outer party that are susceptible to brainwashing without having to go the extra mile. Yeah. There are the, uh, the individuals, which we see, Winston's one of them, the guy that we saw in the video on the bar must have been one of them, that, that the, the programming somehow doesn't work and if the second phase of, re- of reprogramming somebody doesn't work either, then they go on to be
1: uh, executed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brain hurts see, just talking and, about. and there was a lot of that that I kind of picked up and was... I almost had the opposite reaction from you, Glenn, is I... It took me a while to get into the story of what was going on because everything was so foreign, so different, and then having not read the book, I wasn't entirely sure. I wasn't until it was he was rewriting the history of the guy sitting in the cubicle across from him that I realized he was rewriting history. It was a lot of that stuff. It it wasn't as clear to me, and then I kind of understood the. Now, even now, talking about it more, even more so kind of had a good grasp on why what was happening at the end part of it. So I almost had the exact opposite reaction.
2: And that you're probably right. It probably comes from the fact that I had read the book. Yeah. And so I went into the film already having a lot of information and so it all kind of it, and interestingly enough in comparing the book to the movie I'm quite surprised at how now I, I uncovered something I think that wasn't fulfilled in the film which I didn't think about until we just started talking about it and that was the the non the non-party people, but uh, for the most part, they're I, such downers. I remember reading this book. <laughs> I remember reading this book thinking, "There's no way that you could translate it to film. How did they do it?" And, and, and now watching it, I realized, "Wow, they did a fantastic job of translating this to film and and you know truncating it down to a two hour film because the books. I mean, it's not massive. It's not War and Peace, but it's not a quick read either." Uh, but it's a difficult movie, so maybe that's it's, it's, it's why bigger, it felt, it's bigger than Animal Farm. Than it
0: is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you know there were two other versions of it <laughs> of the movie? Yeah, I think so because Pretty, I came across prior, one when I was trying to get one with Peter Cushing, get, Cushing. I was trying in 1954. to get
2: uh, I was trying to get this copy, and I think I looked up on the internet and saw there was at least one more. Yeah, there
1: there was a theatrical 1956 version, but a 1954 copy that air that was like um, a BBC TV production
3: with Peter Cushing.
1: Yeah. Huh. I had no idea the story
2: was that old. Oh, when we do a Beyond the Doctor for uh, Peter Cushy's <laughs> Dr. Will. Well,
3: uh, I think we're going to watch Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had no idea the story was that old. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know why. Or
2: Will write it in the 1950s? I thought it came out in the 1950s. Or was it even earlier than that? Uh, let me look it up. It might have been... Anybody. Immediate. Uh, I, yeah, I wonder if it was a quick adaption. They quickly turned it. It came out in 53. It was in
3: 49.
2: 49. Oh, 49. Okay, so it was. So still, right on the heels was of World War II. You know, it yeah. was still was a quick turn, it sounds like, as far as film go, or the uh, television. BBC production. That actually
3: goes. makes a little more a, a little sense than the, you know coming on the heels of, of World War II. Well, but. I'll oh, tell yeah, you though,
2: feels the very the <laughs> impression though that I get is it, it makes me think of how incredibly forethinking. Uh, uh Orwell was, oh yeah, because absolutely. it has shades of reality now that we're living, uh you know sixty some years later, seventy years later, and to look at at how many parallels people make to nineteen eighty four to today, which after reading the book, I realized are are a lot looser <laughs> than they <laughs> than they were before I read the book, um but you do see some of those iconic parallels in today's society, and so. I'm I'm treading dangerously close to uh, where you didn't let it go, so I'll back off of that. But it is interesting that it it still speaks volumes today in today's society as much as it did in 1949.
1: As as any good sci-fi does, still has ramifications and reverberations through society. Which is frustrating because of all of the sci-fi that should have. (laughs) The dystopian sci-fi should not be the the, ones that we should relate to. This is the stuff
3: we should be going, aren't we glad we have evolved beyond that? but no
2: (laughs) yeah it's one of those things that I think when I did the review it was uh, uh, as much as people equate 1984 to today's society it's really a farther reach than some other science fiction that I've read and while it still does echo uh, some of the path we've taken it's vastly different i think than what society especially since 1984 the actual year of 1984 it's it, we we we've, we've vastly taken a different approach but
1: there are still shades of similarities so. and i didn't realize how much influence the story had on just other sci-fi and dystopian stories later down the line i mean not i obviously haven't read the book but just the film itself there were so many shades of so much of the teen dystopian that we have right now. Isn't that there, interesting? There's a lot of it there.
2: We talked several shows ab- ago about how I had mentioned that it just really feels, I'm tired of post-apocalyptic uh, fiction. I'm tired of the, the gray future that we have, the post-apocalyptic look at the future. Uh, and I long for the 1950s through the 70s, and then again with Back to the Future, with the, the more bright encouraging future yeah. that, that we used to get kind of that star and, trek yeah future. back back in the in the from the 50s to the probably mid-80s we got this rosier picture of the future and it wasn't until the 90s and on that we started getting this and i i, I for that some of it in it's interesting squarely in the 80s well yeah but it's interesting to
3: demolition man that's a future
2: that I'd it's interesting <laughs> to live. though look and see that this came out in 1949 as a book and realize that it goes that far back. So. Yeah,
1: well, and I think a lot of that also is uh, if it came out in 1949, I don't know when it became kind of standard reading in school, but then those people would be out of high school making film. Well, And then if it had a big influence on them, they would then go in, in turn make similar stories. I had the
2: option to read This or Animal Farm in my 8th grade mm. reading class. And so no, I don't remember having the option, high But I school. read Animal Farm. School, I read Animal Farm too. I don't. Yeah, and so I option. I picked Animal Farm, so I had read that one. But um, that and uh, Fahrenheit 451, which is another dystopia, which yeah. I ended up reading that one as well. But when are actually, they going
3: to make a, mo- a good movie version yeah, of that? I, 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 I have, keep I've, hoping. I keep hearing. <laughs> I've, I've seen. Do I haven't
2: that. seen the full film, the original one. But it, I, as much as I watched, it, it was so drastically different, drastically different mm. that I gave up on it.
3: Sorry, I had to segue there. I'm a big fan of that book. <laughs> kind of That's keep, one I haven't read either. I kind of I keep waiting to. for somebody to tackle that one and be like, yeah. No, nothing yet. Um, I think it's interesting, Keith mentioned that how much the, what was the word you used? Um, the template, if you will, that it, oh, it kind yeah, of, the, this is the great grandfather, if you will, of all yeah, it really dystopian kind of stuff. Even the films that were made before. In some way, shape, or form, I think, oh. Well,
1: uh, oh, to the novel. Uh, to, oh, to the story, story. novel. Yeah.
3: You, you you can tell watching this film. Going, Which, and this feels
1: very 80s.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but you, you can tell watching this movie, George Lucas had to have been influenced by the book when he made THX, THX 1138. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, 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 I kept, absolutely. I,
2: I kept paralleling that as I was reading it. It's, the ver-
3: books, it's yeah. very much there. You can tell that, you know, when they made Blade Runner, <laughs> Philip K. Dick was—he had to have been influenced by the book when he when he when he wrote *Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep*. There there were just moments in there that he was like, "This is where we're going with this." And and all the way down the line, you look at things like *V for
1: Vendetta*.
2: You look at
3: which (laughs) Which I was going to
1: bring up later in the fact of how ironic is it that in that film John Hurt plays the the big brother. (laughs) He plays the big brother character. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
3: I don't know the actor has
1: become full circle.
3: I don't know John Hurt personally. I would like to think John Hurt took a great deal of perverse pleasure, <laughs> and just yeah. that he thought that it was just a cool tickled joke. Him. Yeah. You know, well,
1: and I wonder I, how much of that was on purpose by the directors. I don't know.
2: It's interesting if we get into this, but I think that the, there there are two tracks of patterning science fiction, and one track takes the Orwellian version, which is the dystopian future, and the other track takes the um, H.G. Wells' version, which is not necessarily dystopian. It's always very bright, futuristic. And so, hopeful, yeah, thank you. So you've got dystopian, you've got hopeful, and it's interesting that you could drill everything that that has been done all the way back to both of those two authors. And I think it's fascinating that you touched on Blade Runner because I just rewatched it recently, and it reminded me of that's probably the only story that I can think of that takes... Elements of both, because mm, while together. well, while it's it is very sort of dystopian ideals in it, ideas in it. There's also the still the very bright futuristic. I mean, we've got slums, we've got I mean, that's always going to be there. But we've also got the big flying car. We've got the flying cars. We've got the big flying billboards. We've got the very bright lights and city. Escapes that we you kind of get from that hopeful idea, but then you the the subject matter of it is that dystopian idea. So I, I that's kind of interesting that now that you say that that Blade Runner is one of those few films that's kind of a meld of both. Yeah, I don't I don't find Blade Runner particularly uplifting. Well, <laughs> I don't think it is uplifting, but but I the, mean, even even visually it's hopeful. Of, visually well. it visually it is it is bright and colorful above the surface. When you get down into the alleyways and things like that, but even the the guy that that was that had created the androids that became rogue are it, it, it's a very it's a it's a futuristic mansion it's very high tech it's i mean it's if you have money you live well if you don't have money right it, but much like society is now but, but, so, but
3: even visually the, the the bright and colorfulness comes from the ads well it certainly does which did yeah. you did you happen to see real life that we've got the, the we're going to get the blade runner blimp now Oh, there's there's an advertising drone. It's basically well, that's a big giant floating circle. <laughs> Blade Runner's like years and off and, and it's 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 designed to basically a, a drone that's going to be a floating billboard. It's going to come around. It's got an LED screen on it. That's going to and I'm I'm kind of like ooh creepy because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the one from Blade. It's not as big, but it looks like the one from Blade Runner. Big, but, right. like from Blade Runner. Hmm. Um, but all of the color comes from you know the, the marketing that we're going to push this stuff on you, and all of those beautiful shots of. Cars flying through the thing. It's all set to the weird, you know, tangerine dream music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and then we've got the 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 fire smoke stacks in the background. Right, right. It, the, the
2: industry, the industry. And so it's.
3: Yeah. I, I've kind of always compared that to this. Look, we've got flying cars, but the atmosphere is so polluted. Yeah. You really wouldn't <laughs> want to fly through. Yeah, that's a good. Point. You know, yeah, so there's still an element of no.
2: I I and I'm not denying that. Yeah. But I I I I can see. Elements of both in the film, and so I, I think I'll give it's, you that it's interesting. That,
3: it's not Back to the Future too hopeful. No, 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 oh no! <laughs> I, I, and
2: helpful is the wrong word. I, like I say, one of it, it's it's almost a, a visual meld with the the tonal structure of uh, Orwell. Orwellian.
3: Um, so, where what about Julia? What what are, what, do they, what happens to her? That's do do the they question. explain in the book? Is she? Well, it planned? sounds like she.
1: I can't. Because she goes back to work. <laughs> it sounds like she
3: just no, turns on him, him and don't. just
2: she. Well, I get good. the impression from both that she turned and he turned. He took a lot longer to turn. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end, when they're threatening with the rats, he he obviously pins everything on her, which is uh, so gut wrenching <sighs> mm-hmm. that he finally gets to that point. But boy, and when they brought the rats, it's it's ever, i have to talk about it's the rats. Good. Real quick. Wait, it's not. It's good <laughs> because it's not really clear what where her role in all this was. You know, and I like that they left it.
3: I, I, I was upset because I, I really felt like it was very ambiguous through the whole thing that we don't know what happens to her and I'm concerned. I'm concerned like he's concerned. What did you do to her? What's happening? Oh, well, she turned on you. And I'm like, yeah, but you've lied to him about everything else. Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then she shows up in uniform with a briefcase back like like didn't like lose her hair happened, like yeah. nothing happened and then I thought about her comment when he asked her he says have you done this before she goes oh yeah hundreds yeah, of times right. is that her uh, job to be is, a plant is that actually her job and, and go forth and, and seduce these people and bring them over to this you know way Those of thinking
1: aspect of thought crime you yeah. know
3: maybe I, she's even in league with
2: the guy that runs the building well, I, 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 mean, I, I, think I think you're I think
1: you're meant it. to you're meant to question all you're of that you're meant to question yeah.
2: all that yes I, I agree
1: so, so the rats, and
3: he says, oh, in your case it's rats. <laughs> and he pulls the thing off. And they got rats in a cage. And I went, eh, not scary. <laughs> not going to phase me at all. And then they hooked him up to his face, and I went, oh,
2: my God, this is horrifying. I just have that, I had that vision of, <coughs> I, I can't even remember what it is that I watched recently. Maybe it was John Wick. Where they took him into the room. Oh, I don't think it was John Wick. What was it? Where they took they take a guy into this back room at this club. And they put this, like, just a, 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 a bucket on him with the rat inside there. And the rat's starving. And he's describing how eventually the rat will start eating to get out. They're so claustrophobic that in order to get out, they will actually start to burrow down through this I, guy. Yeah, I remember that what scene. I don't that? know what that was. What is that from? I, I, don't, and that I just watched I mean. it recently. and uh, It must be John Wick. I don't think it was John no, Wick, No, I don't though. think it was John Wick. Uh Oh, it was a Fast and the Furious film. It was one of the Fast and the Furious films. Uh, it was the one where they go to Florida, and it's it's, it's yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Fast and the Furious two. Must have been two. Go it to must Florida. have been two. Well, I, I think I've only seen two or three of the films. So no, it must have been the third one because oh no, the third one was Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, right? I think they do go so okay. South so yeah, in, it was it was Florida. I'm, I'm certain it was Florida. Uh, yeah, it, so I, in Fast and the, in the, the Furious two, doing rap
1: and bucket. Pulls up fast, too fast, too furious. That's it. So it's okay. the second film. Yeah, I must have and seen that part they, of it.
2: They take him into this back room because because uh, Paul Walker's character is trying to infiltrate this group oh. of of runners. Of course, it was also in Game of Thrones. It has to do with... uh, Yeah, that's right. It was in Game of Thrones. (laughs) But it it had to do with drugs. I'm getting way off the subject. But yeah, it it Mm. definitely was that one. But anyway, so I have that image of... Oh, yeah, so I know what they do. So I have this image in my head of them burrowing through... I I knew they weren't going to because I read
1: the book. But burrowing through Winston's face into his brain. (laughs) Um, They do do a great job of describing what's going to happen. Oh, man.
3: Yeah, no, it wasn't until they did the, the... across the room shot and the cages because when they strapped him in the chair and this thing's over yeah. it looked like there was a spike that they were just going to come down and flip a lever or maybe hit the thing with a hammer and just boom, and just we're going to lobotomize mm-hmm. you and it's going to be quick and bam and here comes the thing and then he's going on about it's whatever your fear is for some people it's being buried alive and I'm like what do you have a spike on the chair for then? I, I, just, I was really I think caught up just in... keeping his head still so he could. Well, hold but it. that's what the cage hooked up to. Oh, it, that's, it right. Yeah, that's it was, right. It wasn't a spike. It was. It right. was. was a hook. And just for whatever reason, the angle. I just. Like, what is that? But then all of a sudden it was right here, and I went, "Oh god!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the most unnerving thing of anything. In
1: the movie, oh yeah, agreed, absolutely agreed. I mean, it, it, the, well, and the, I don't have a thing for rats. Table was so tough, and this was even worse. Yeah, the
2: filmmakers do a real good job of walking into, walking you into uh, discomfort. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, it starts. I think of it, was, uh, kind of a cone or a uh, 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 reverse carrot. You know, yeah. or it's a carrot, I guess, not reverse. And it, it starts at this level, and then it continues to go to that point. And when you get to the point, it's like. You're, you're just, you're. it's it's completely toyed with your emotions and your uh, perceptions and everything. And it, it does a really good job of keeping you, like I say, captivated through the whole thing. It just, when it, it takes that turn and it's like, <coughs> okay, I think this is what
1: happened. But oh, I'm John, not sure. John but John but listening now helps. to us
2: talk about it, I think we've all, I think we all kind of went the same direction with it.
1: And John Hurt helps sell absolutely everything that goes on through the the entire film. That man's looked old since he was young.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was the same. It started, and Mel came down, and she went, Wow, he's young there. And Billy did the same thing, because he he stayed up with us uh, for Friday Night Who last night. And so we watched, you know, Time of the Doctor. I was like, That's a war doctor. He went, No way. I went, Yeah, that's him. Wow, he's so young. And Mel came down, and he went, Wow, look at him. He's so young. And still looks old. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about John Hurts. I don't know. It's his
2: eyes or something. That, he's just—he's got lines. He, yeah, oh, he's around his eyes forever. It's just He's got a real British look, too, though. You know, it's just I, I, I'm i sure every British listener well, out there is cringing, going, Oh, my God, do you think we all look the same? But he really there's, a real, there's a real look.
1: And he was so, 44 when filming the film. Well, eh, come on now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going mean, to like be 44 he, in two like months. It's not like he was 18. I don't think I look like I was... Well, no, but it's not like he was 18 during this film. Yeah. Still. I don't think I look as
3: young as John Hurt looked in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I've still... Well, I've got a year to go, but...
2: Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good movie. It's 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 nothing that I it's not it's certainly nothing that I could rewatch anytime soon. Uh, it, but it is one of those ones that you know I I'm so glad we did this one. Yeah, the, oh, other, yeah, it's it, I think it's one of those icon- iconic films that everybody should see. Uh, I think it's a book that is tough of a read as it is i think it's one of those books everybody should read
3: well it makes me want to read the book even more i mean the oh, book's absolutely. kind of always been yeah. on my i'll get around to it eventually list you know it's, everybody it's definitely bumped it lists. up on
1: my list it's, it's bumped it up
3: now and i think that's probably a good thing having because normally i would always try and watch the movie first in this instance i feel pleased and justified that that we went the other way
1: because i think that
2: you've always wanted to read the book first you mean yeah, is yes. that not what I said? You said, said watch yeah. the movie first
1: because no. I like to watch the movie first, and then if I like the movie, then I go read the book. Yeah, so I'd rather. I'd I'm rather, not invest. the book. I'd rather read the book. Scene, read the book and I, sure. I don't want to invest that amount of time into a book <laughs> if I'm not if I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, I'm I, I feel, I feel, feel justified with this because it's like now that I've kind of got this. And, and maybe that won't be fair to the book, but now that I've got a preconceived notion of what's going on, I feel like I'll be able to tackle it a little oh, better and yeah, like. you know, really kind of delve into well, it. Well, I somehow. know it was
2: one of those books that I, I got done with and realized, okay, I'm glad he did that, and it felt like a mammoth effort. But on the flip side, I kept going, I will never read this again. I'll never have to read this again. And it wasn't until I saw the film that I thought, okay, maybe sometime I'll go back and revisit <laughs> the book again.
3: You know what it reminded me of is Brazil. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well... Without without the dark humor, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no, no dark humor. humor in there's it. no at humor at
3: all. all. But but still, that kind of same oppressive, oh, yeah. and then a forbidden love
1: and yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. So I mean, that's another. Which, one. I don't uh, know which maybe, came first. Maybe but...
2: also inspired by well, obviously. The book I mean, the book came, obviously yeah. came first. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously inspired, probably inspired Gary to yeah. do this, to do this, to do Brazil in, in the style and way that he did it.
1: And the, mo- the movie even came after this movie. It was eighty five. Brazil was eighty five. So. Um, yeah, is it still
2: really that new? I didn't realize that. that I say
1: new—that was still
2: thirty-some <laughs> years ago. But doesn't yeah, feel like it, no it, does it doesn't. It, 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 it feels, feels like it feels like an older something. film. Yeah, Seventy <laughs> something, it does.
1: It really does. I think it's the style of Gilliam's films. Yeah, that's true. Even, even
2: Fisher King feels old, and I—I I mean by old, I mean like it's been around a while. And I—and I saw Fisher King in the movie theaters when I was Fisher King was what eighty-seven. I was in high school, so i probably later than that. Eighty-nine, I bet. But
3: 12 Monkeys, I think it's. 91.
2: The same. Fisher King was 91. Yeah, so. 12
3: Monkeys feels yeah. like it was not made in 93 or 94, whenever yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be his style. But so many of them can be traced uh, back 12
2: to. 12 Monkeys, this. I reviewed that, so that must have been 95.
3: I think you're. right. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. I thought it was earlier than that. Well, I still think it's earlier than that. Nine, It was 95. Yeah, it feels I've, earlier I reviewed than that, that one for
2: when I would used to do movie reviews on, reviews on television. So. Mm. You yeah. were in television? <laughs> you knew that. You were in movie reviews? I'm <laughs> in television now, but I don't do movie reviews anymore. All right, so... so uh,
3: John Hurt, we, we've kind of, I, I think, danced around the movie and everything. I want to talk a little bit about his performance. Yeah, because other than that, it was great. One. Oh, yeah. Um, because I know John Hurt from Alien... And I know John hurt from Harry Potter. And As little as he's in Harry Potter. Harry Potter.
2: <laughs> Although I don't feel as bad for um, the torture that his character endured in that after seeing this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ollivander <laughs> can take I think it. I had a walk in the park compared to this film. <laughs>
3: um. Trying to think, what else I know John Hurt from? I mean, he's a V for Vendetta. I mean, he's he's, he's Indiana done, Jones. And Indiana Jones. He's Chris done cool. so yeah. much, and and that's just not even scratching the surface of of what well, he's really been in.
2: That, it's funny that you say that. Oh, I don't boy. think he's been in a lot. I mean, it's uh, my, mainstream. And you know, we, we sit here, we name off all these mainstream films, but you he's no all these sci fi films. Well, he's <laughs> no Harrison Ford or Clint Eastwood or you know. Oh yeah, yeah uh, no, no, but. It, I, I his when, when they announced
1: always John hurt for the the 50th. I was all excited and Sarah said who's that?
2: Yeah. And, and I think that's the case with a lot of people. Yeah. And I
1: think so is it's it just because that he's
3: got strong geek cred. I think
2: it's because he's always and he's always such a secondary role in everything that he almost everything he does. Yeah. Be for Vendetta, uh Alien even he's 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 sidelined at the about halfway through. Yeah. Two-thirds of the way through. Yeah, he's
3: second-minute. Yeah. Oh, so, now Spaceballs. we got to... Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> space balls, of course.
2: Although he's reprising it but... all.
1: It's only the last five minutes, if that.
3: And interesting, you can watch Spaceballs, and he looks almost exactly like he does in Alien. Like no... And almost exactly like he does in 1984. But like there's no time that has passed between that. But then all of a sudden,
2: time snapped, and he got
3: really old, really quick. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I remember seeing Kingdom of the Crystal. Even in uh, the first Harry Potter film, I didn't think he looked all that old. I mean, he looked—he's always again. Well, he again looked, he's always looked old, but I didn't think he looked that much different. That, 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 he looked old, but, but it looked like that's Kingdom, Hollywood old. Yeah, exactly. Got a wig Kingdom on. Kingdom of him the Crystal and, Skull oh, you know, was yeah. the first time that I went. Wow, John Hurt finally got older than he looks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I imagine doing the Crystal Skull would probably. It would probably do that, too. It would probably make you all older. Hush. Hush. It's a fine film. It's I'm an apologist best. for it. It's not the
2: best, but it's a fine film.
3: I, I will I will probably stand Man. next to Crystal Skull.
2: They announced this week that they're doing an Indy 5, so
1: i know. I thought it was weird that there was so much uh, online excitement, and these were the same people that were lambasting Crystal Skull. Yeah, it's the
2: way it goes all the time.
1: And they even hired you expect the same screenwriter. <laughs> Which you expect
3: you it to be different. Uh, that was that. I'm gonna I'm, I'm bag on that for just a second. The the, the, the the article came out and said they hired David Kopp, who wrote Crystal Skull. But you know he knows his way around because he, he wrote Jurassic Park and and he wrote Lost World and he wrote um I forget what the other one was and it was kind of like okay so what you're saying is uh, impossible. Oh was I don't know it's something else Spielberg did. Oh Bridge of Spies maybe.
2: No uh, Minority Report didn't he? No. Yeah. I don't yes. think it was Minority Report.
3: Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. There's, like, legitimately... Well, there's, like, one really good one out of that group. And the rest of them are kind of,
2: you know... War of
1: the Worlds. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. That was the one, yeah.
3: The the rest of them are kind of, eh. Okay. When you really boil it down out of that particular group of films, I think Jurassic Park is the strongest of them. And the rest of them are entertaining, but not really much else there. And they're all adaptations. So, yeah.
2: Well, I, I think Crystal Skull had a lot more wrong than the writing. Yeah. I think it had, it, I mean, that's the thing is, I, I have faith in him as a writer because I think he has written some good film. And I think that despite the fact that he wrote Crystal Skull, it was a story that was Lucas, and I've I lost a lot of faith in Lucas. It was a story that Lucas came up with. And I've lost a lot of faith in Lucas. And, and you, when, when you hear a lot of the, the
3: behind-the-scenes stuff, you hear a lot of what was shoehorned in. Well, in Lucas, and, and, so. and,
0: yeah. and
2: Shia LaBeouf, I think, was a huge problem with that film. I think that the character was fine. I just think the actor was the wrong choice. So I, there's, there's a lot more wrong with what happened there than the writing of that film. So.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
3: We'll cover this on our sister podcast. <laughs> flicks with friends at some point. I think I know what we're doing <laughs> we, for our first week. We, 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 <laughs> we might have to do that. I'd be, I'd be down for that. But, um, yeah, it's... John Hurt is... So, so we were to Hellboy. What was the other one that you threw out? Oh, God. he was something else that it's like, okay, I know John Hurt, but then it really, between Alien and then all the recent stuff, I felt like there was this huge gap where I really, I don't... I couldn't pin down anything that John Hurt was in specifically. Now, I'm aware of things like he was in The Elephant Man, which i have Which to was before I've this. never seen. Right. Um but um you know I like oh, phenomenal movie, you gotta see that. Nineteen eighty four and um there was um, one other like really big one that was kind of earlier in his career, I think now, and I can't remember what it was. So I don't, big know, one.
1: I don't remember what he one. was in contact. Oh yeah, he was, Again, he was another, another small role. <laughs> but another small role in another sci fi <laughs> yeah. film. Yeah. Another late in his Rob Roy. Yeah. So I'm not just going to go through. Yeah, yeah, that's just it, though. he? He's
2: always a second banana. He's always a secondary actor in everything that he's done. That's big, especially I think, especially in the '90s. There, in the '90s, he was doing a lot of stuff that he was very much the sideline character. But that's kind of who he he is.
3: Yeah, I mean, do you think, think that's he, kind of the kind roles of just, he takes? I, just wanted to do that. Yeah, I mean, I've never—I uh, I know he does a lot of uh, plays. That's just but it. I, I wonder think if he he's does yeah, done a of lot of stage, thing. and I think he's done a lot
2: of BBC television, probably as well. I, I wonder
3: think if he chooses
1: what... the same kind of
3: stuff there, though, too. Well, I don't know. Well, look,
1: I looking looking at his IMDb, that... uh, well, even if they're small roles, it's a variety of stuff.
2: Yeah.
3: I, mean, I guess he, just, did a, he
1: did he was Caligula in I Claudius miniseries. I mean, so he's done a wide range of things. I
3: guess he just he had enough success early that he could pick and choose what he wanted. and and so he maybe that's why he goes after things that interest him.
2: Well, the other thing I, I find with British actors and actresses is they, even when they come to Hollywood, they still kind of do that i'm i'm working to be working because it's something i enjoy doing yeah. i'm not oh, looking yeah. for that big payout i'm not looking for that grand role i'm not looking for that big part i think that more more younger and modern british actors are doing that now they're trying to make their break in, in hollywood and become like ben, benjamin uh Cumberbatch. benedict, benedict Cumberbatch.
0: Cumberbatch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I never can get his name right Benedict Cumberbatch I think is one of those actors. that or, is doing it. David Tennant may Hiddleston. even trying Tom Hiddleston Locopolis. but I think <laughs> that, that there there is a generation of British actors that act because they love to act they don't act because they love the fame yeah. and I get the impression that John Hurt is one of these actors that does it because he enjoys the job not because he's looking for fa- fame and fandom and and, and the big butt block. they probably they would love it if they got one but I mean I ju- I'm just saying I don't think they're seeking that out I think Dame Judi Jen- Dench is one of those people. I think Helen Mirren is one of those people. I think those are the people that now, because there's such this British flavor that Americans are craving, they're now finding big blockbuster roles as well. But I think they're all those type of people. And they're not ashamed to go back and do stage and oh, television. Yeah. And that's why you still see them on TV today. And it's because they all have that wonderful mentality of, I'm an actor and I act. So I just do what you know the jobs that are there and available. And uh, so I think there's a lot of that in John Hurt, and I think that that's why uh, that comes across as well.
3: The other difference, at least for, as far as our Beyond the Doctor series goes, is of all of the actors that we've done this with, with the exception of Eccleson who we haven't got to yet, John Hurt is the first actor I had seen in something before Doctor Who. yeah. If that makes sense that, it, it, uh, does, it does, all, does. All, all the other actors that we've done this with i know them from doctor who and that's kind of why we were excited to do this because it's like hey we're going to go out and see what else they've done of course i, I think hurt Pat, is also Pat...
1: kind of a, an anomaly in the fact that he was the doctor in one story so late in the run 2 3 3 technically 3 night of the doctor
3: night of the doctor Name of the doctor. Day of the doctor. Anyways. Well, we got
1: this voice. Yeah, the uh, right. I,
3: mean,
2: I don't count that, but yes. And he's credited. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But uh, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> no, the, the, the war doctor is in <laughs> I that. two and a half. Dad I'll give you that in it and credited. Yeah, but I'm, oh, yeah, okay, but yeah, but Keith's back to Keith's point. Yes, it's, that's true. It's it's not like he had a tenure as the doctor. Yeah, he had a shuffled in. And 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 role that was basically necessitated and, by the fact that Chris Eccleston wouldn't do.
1: Yeah, and chronologically Taylor. in the show, not even canon, but a, a Doyleist perspective of it, we're doing him out of order because, and really, it should be him between Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Yeah, chronologically in the show. Show wise. But so we're, that we're, also we're, adds to the we're doing this catalog whole, we're doing him. We're doing this whole thing out of order. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the whole thing, or uh, so that adds yeah, even we, we more to his back Reckerson, catalog. put him before Christopher Eccleston, but Christopher Eccleston was a doctor before John Hurt was. Is what you see was what saying. I'm saying? Right. It's so so show, that gives John show time. John Hurt's right. the yeah. retroactive doctor. Yeah. Right. So right. it gives yeah. him a bigger back catalog of films you could have seen him in before he was on the show.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. Right,
3: Okay. So if we eliminate, if you go to his IMDb page and eliminate everything from what ninety six, if, if or, do we do we want to go after Doctor Who the movie, or do we want to go to the relaunch in two thousand five? I'm trying to trying
2: to grasp what you're. I'm, like, I'm playing Deadpool's advocate. That no, if, I, mean, if, I know if, what you're if, doing, if but what are you doing? if, 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 if
3: we, you eliminate all of the John Hurt films from this year. Forward that now would not count if we did this and placed this when it was actually well, I think, set. I think
2: his point is that John Hurt didn't become a doctor until 2013, right? So you get everything back from then, not from 96. Because if we were doing this the way that we have been doing it, then yes, you would take 90. Well. I think you could... Somewhere I between... Think, I think tw- 2005, because... Somewhere between 96 Jackson and 2005. Because Christopher Eccleston doesn't 2005. become the Doctor until 2005. Okay, so 2005. So 2005. So anything from 2005 back... You so
3: could I make. still would have seen him in Alien.
1: Yes. And Hellboy.
3: And Hellboy. Because Christopher Skull, skull not much came else. out after that. Uh, that was Sorcerer's
1: men. Stone.
3: Oh, Yeah. However, many of the Harry Potters the that was sorting just the one by that. Point.
2: Well, Elephant but Man. I mean, there's a, there's a there's
1: a huge catalog. Yeah, there's still a there's yeah. still, yeah. A, there's still yeah. a huge huge catalog there. and a lot of geek cred there. So too, my 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 point known.
3: being that, like I said, with the exception of Eccleston, and even Eccleston's almost a stretch because I think the only thing that I I was aware of Eccleston, I knew that he was a guy, you know, but I I, I hadn't seen Twenty Eight Days Later, and that's kind of the one big one that he's really known for. I remember him as the bad guy in... Uh, gone in 60 Seconds, which is a very small part and he's not really in it all that much and it's not a terribly well-defined character although it's interesting when he's building furniture. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, But I saw him in that before I saw him as the Doctor versus John Hurt, who I had seen in at least a handful of films before I, I saw him as the Doctor versus everybody else, which was not. It was the other way around. So I think that's kind of an interesting thing to guess... to into as well.
2: From that perspective, I, I suppose I probably saw Patrick Trouton before I knew he, before I knew he was the doctor. Not before he, he was, was the doctor, doctor but, but, oh, before but before I you knew he was it, the doctor because you saw you'd seen the Sinbad I had film. seen Simbad and the Omen prior to seeing any of Patrick Trouton stuff so, because nothing existed in the in the eighties yeah. with the exception of the five doctors, which I guess I probably saw right around the same time I saw those other two films. So I guess it depends on which one I can't saw first. But.
3: <laughs> I just I was. Mean, I wonder if that makes an impact on because like you well, you I got mean, excited I when they announced him for the best I think it's that I, that, you, oh, I think God.
2: that you can paint that picture from almost everybody with the exception of Chris Eccleston with the exception of because uh, Matt Smith and David Tennant I had never seen them in anything prior to them being yeah. the doctors either I, that's where I learned of those actors Right. Peter Capaldi is the only one is one of the, yeah, that the i had exceptions. seen I didn't, I didn't even see, so see had a different seen, one for you then. i hadn't even seen anything that christopher eccleston was in before i saw him as the doctor it wasn't until after that, that i saw 28 days later and all the other things and then suddenly oh hey he's this is him so for me it's going to be capaldi capaldi because well even you guys have seen capaldi in something else it's in doctor who but you, <laughs> you saw him in doctor who but i and i was watching uh uh, the thick of it and i was watching skins and i was watching a lot of this other british television that he was already established in prior to
1: i guess did i see world war z before
2: it came out before he became the doctor
1: before he came
2: out the summer before he took over
1: not before he saw his eyebrows yeah
2: well that's true that's (laughs) a good point yeah you would have seen his eyebrows prior
1: so I'm still stuck
3: seeing him as the doctor yeah. before I saw <laughs> anything, even Rats. though it was just that's, the eyebrows. I, I, that's why I have
2: come to this is the first time I've come to a role with, with the exception with the exception I think John Hurt is the exception of the rule. But this is the first time that I've seen any actor before they were the doctor, mm. and that's why it's it's been interesting to to watch Capaldi's tenure as the doctor because I'm so familiar, especially with him as Malcolm i almost, almost said reynolds malcolm tucker <laughs> in the thick of it because it's such a drastically different part for him and it's just in fact it, it when he shows up at the end of night of the do- or, uh, uh, time of the doctor because yeah we got eyebrows but uh yeah. time of the doctor it's like I I was I was nervous because I had no idea because we'll talk more about this when we do his Beyond the Doctor. But I was nervous because I didn't know what the heck was going to come out of his mouth. I'd seen him (laughs) in interviews and stuff, you know, and he was and he's pretty low key in Skins, but just it was like, uh, what's he going to (laughs) say? He's he's got a potty mouth. (laughs) I'd
3: like to to see if we can get a copy of the um, uh, Three Musketeers where he plays. Oh, uh, I'd love to watch. I've heard that's a really uh, good show the pope not the pope uh, okay that's the word i was looking it's bishop, like no bishop, cardinal, cardinal, cardinal. cardinal, cardinal yeah. let's go down the line here I I, that's go. exactly i <laughs> went pope bishop, bishop no Car- uh, actually so, okay. i think bishop
2: is under cardinal but
3: ah, so yeah i'd like to get a copy of that too but um we talked a little bit about this on um on twitter watching for the friday night who that I you know okay we set it up he's the war doctor he's the one we don't talk about he's gonna be grumpy okay and then he wasn't he's delightful in in uh, day of the doctor he's he's awesome he's a doctor he's funny and witty and and I found the same thing when I read engines of war that they had really captured those moments that yes he's in some undesirable circumstances and 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 that things are going wrong. But it's still John Hurt. It's still yeah, that he's, yeah. he's allowing well, these nuances to come through in his performance.
1: Well, I've, I've always got the impression that he may have tried to disavow the name of the Doctor because of what he was doing, but I never got the impression that what he was doing was ever that bad until it wasn't when he thinks he pushes the moment. Right, until yeah. he does the, yeah. And then that's when the other, that's he when uses he tries head. to forget that incarnation because that shadow's, everything that he did during the war, yeah. even though what he did during the war might not have been as really bad as he thought it was. well, Like I'll, Engines of War. I'll it take wasn't it, really that that's just it. Bad. I'll take
2: it one step further because I think Engines of War is built around the familiarity of the Doctor that we get from Day the Doctor. <coughs> but with the exception of Engines of War, we don't know anything about that time between yeah. the Eighth Doctor and the Tenth Doctor, or until he shows up. So, there could have been more dark Violent, grumpy moments in that tenure, and until that story has is filled in later, Un- until which we get then again big <laughs> I think will continue to be well, and again I think it'll be continue to be painted by what we experienced today of the doctor, and not what what actually happened what could have actually happened so i think that that's 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 the, the difficult thing because he's at the end he he's he's the war wary doctor by the time we are yeah. getting, he's not the war doctor he's the war weary doctor because he's ready just to end it all he's ready he's done he's like okay this is this is enough i'm done we're just going to finish this and so at that point he's going to have maybe a little bit of different perspective and character than he did maybe years prior to that
3: I I could almost see that, except for one thing, which he's there, and we meet him, and everybody's terrified of him. Everybody's, you know, we don't talk about that one. And even Eight in Night of the Doctor kind of makes up his mind, make me a warrior. He's decided to put aside, you know, because he has that whole discussion with, uh, what's her name, uh, about putting aside the name of the doctor and becoming what the galaxy needs or what they think the galaxy needs at this point before he drinks the elixir. But then when the war doctor shows up in the episode, he's, he's weary and he's stolen the moment and he's going to, I'm done. I'm going to no more. I'm going to put an end to this. And then he has some conversations with the moment and then he gets sucked through the, the portal. And his first line is anyone lose a fez? Yeah. And it's like, Who's this guy? So if if, if he was grumpy and, and war-weary at that point, I don't know that he'd be able to turn it off and immediately fall back into the... or, or put on a persona of being this happy-go-lucky. Because all of his interactions with all the other people... The joy on his face when he's sonicking the the, yeah, the, the thing yeah. with them and going to wipe everybody's memory. But, there, but there are genuine moments also, of joy there.
2: I also get the impression, though, that, that some of that comes from the fact that, that 10 and 11 rub off on him. He remembers yeah. what, he's, what he was like and what he will be like again. That could be. And so I, I think I, that... I got it. And but, he gets, he's
1: getting to be the doctor again.
2: Yeah. But based on your argument, which I can concur and see... And I go back to what Keith said and agree with him in the sense that it's more of what the, that moment did that painted his past. It's it's more of, of the action that he took is why we because don't talk about he, it he, he because he did, remember he, did, that he did he did come didn't, to say he did come to that point that he did and and Cause when, you, he, did, when he, 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 he didn't remember meeting any of
1: them at all throughout the entire thing because right. it snapped back
2: and when you right because well they, he
3: wouldn't because it's current time right Any,
2: anybody right right it well in, anytime you cross the timeline it's only we we perceive the only anytime you cross the timelines it's only the latest or the last the, the incarnation urgent, that remembers yeah. everything right. everybody goes back to and like you said kind of steps back to where they were the other thing that, that that the reality of it is we continue to say well he didn't use the moment well he still used the moment and that's all they ever say until he used the moment it's not until he pushed the button. It's not till he, yeah. he and he still used the moment he did, in this yeah. case. True. So you would remember him using the moment. You just wouldn't remember what the result was.
1: Yeah. And so he assumes he destroyed everything. And from a certain point of view, he would still believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But
3: this i uh, I'm sidetracking. I'm sorry, we're not really reviewing the but Well Day at least now Doctor, we're but <laughs> talking about
2: this and not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> we're actually talking about John Hurt. I
3: just that, that that to me is one of the things that makes Hurt's performance in Day the Doctor so outstanding is the fact that oh, yeah. I was prepared to like the Doctor fear this guy a little bit and be very uncertain of this guy and what are you doing with this guy and even in all the little uh, you know cartoons and things that people have kind of posted that, that you know have everybody in a line and then there's a gap and the war doctor standing there and eight and nine on either side of them are kind of looking over their shoulders like eh we don't know about you and it almost makes me angry it's it's almost just a little that's
1: not fair
0: because
1: he, <laughs> he, he's the doctor he's just oh, and as Tim says he was the doctor when it was impossible to be the doctor yeah and he's that's just right. he, he's the doctor
3: that made a bad decision he had one off day you know as really it
1: boils <laughs> down to oh and he was he was faced with an impossible choice and chose the only solution he could find exactly it's, and so
3: I, I really really hope that when we get to the big finish stuff that we get more John Hurt as that doctor, yeah, and, and I think and we will. The, but again, I think even though it's going to be set during these terrible events, that's just it. Though anything
2: yeah. that we get will be painted; the brush will be used to compared to what we got day. Of the doctor, as we did with of sure, War, because that's what everybody has to compare the performance and the 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 uh, character too, and so everything we get beyond that won't won't be what we perceived from uh, day of the doctor, no name of the doctor. It'll be everything we got from Day of the Dark. Right. So. I just I
3: just hope that that's where they actually go with yes. it instead of going. Well, he wasn't dark enough. To I think it the, will. You know, no, so, I, I yeah. think
2: they will. I think you're. I think they'll go the way you're thinking. But we'll what's find out. We're going to put that on the schedule soon because I realize that we don't have to know anything from the other big finish stuff. No, oh, this. Ties yeah, yeah this so is the standalone let's just get it on and what's,
3: get it done. What, and I think what's interesting is that I sound that's like John we're heard. trying
2: to get done with it. Let's get it on and let's get it done. I just want to get Because There's already two volumes out. I'm already. Probably just going to start on it anyway. <laughs> I'm so excited for more. Especially after watching yeah. 1984, a movie that has nothing to do with Doctor Who. But and rewatching everything, Day of the Doctor. Yeah, has everything to do with John Hurt. And now I'm excited and, to listen to more. And isn't
3: it interesting that the John a, Hurt that we Doctor. got, and just that you and I rewatched, uh I've seen it again the, recently. The the, the the light-hearted, the, the John... Not the John Hurt that shows up nineteen eighty four. Now again, right, right. you know, circumstances, you know, different, but there's there's right. not a glimmer of, of enjoyment. Even in the sexual moments, even in the, the, the romance, even in this, it's more of a content, you know
1: yeah.
3: finding somebody to latch on to kind right. of right. Uh, kind of attachment than as opposed to uh you know a genuine love. Uh, that, that makes you joyously stupid and happy and, and that kind of stuff.
2: Although he, he almost... You almost get shades of that towards the end of that romance. Yeah, you almost, you almost see almost it get, going there. Especially since I think she's the one that sort of drives him... It's it's the romance and the poetic aspect of it that kind of drives him to seek out the resistance. Because I think that he's he's always had these thought crimes or these doubts, but it wasn't until the romance really kind of blossoms and i think he really ultimately falls in love with her that he feels, that he feels yeah. well and, and i think the it also in front of the window exactly it? yeah, yeah. It's, it's
3: just that's the first instance that i think he really gets yes, that yes yeah. yes and then they come crashing through the wall and <laughs> you hear the voice
2: and then the picture falls off the wall and I, movie, kept thinking movie <laughs> takes this
3: dive. I kept thinking where they are <laughs> standing there way, at the but... window and he's commenting on the old woman and her singing. It's like, she can see you. You know this, right? <laughs> she can look up and see you and she's going to make the report. I mean, come on. Yeah, just,
2: that's kind of what You're hiding out. Don't stand in but front of the I, open if window. If I remember right, the book even implies that she was even in on it, that she wasn't as, you know. Oh, really? That she was part of the, it implies that she was part of the ploy. She was part of the spying on the. Uh,
0: really? Yeah. Huh.
2: Uh, Which is because she he notices her more often and and hears her singing all this in the book and there's there's a real almost unconnected warmth you get for this character, this woman down in how carefree she is and and the the joyous song that she sings when everything is is the way it is in society and you almost start to really kind of admire this woman to, and then for later to imply that she was probably in on all this it's like ah <laughs> well,
3: gut you know punch are, again <laughs> <laughs> double the, gut punch the, the neighbor's kid who <laughs> was randomly oh, hanging out oh, in the hallway watching him come up the kid, stairs
2: that kid's in the book more too that oh, kid, yeah, and that kid's accusing uh, Winston of thought crimes much more than just the one instance that did. Now, I'm he not does. crazy.
3: The other guy that wound up in the cell with him for a brief time. That's the guy that was trying to borrow Sanders. Or, from uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's his kid, right? Because they, I thought he called her Mrs. So and So. I get the
2: impression that it is, and because he says that my boy is, and, one, and then, yeah, and, and, he knows, his, and, his, his, and daughter. his daughter, his, well, his daughter's the one that, that both, outed yeah, him. That because before both he the, even the boy him. and the girl are brother and sister, she doesn't say anything. It's the boy that's calling out Winston, but then yeah, he says it was the daughter that ended up, yeah. So, which makes you're me, not crazy, but okay. I don't think it's definitive. Well.
3: I'm not wrong about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I may be crazy, but I'm not wrong. Uh, and then, because um, what was the, the other thing that he, when he, uh, did, now, do you really think Sanders, or whatever his name was, do you think he was, because he, he was like, you know, apparently I'm a thought of well, a... Uh, uh, uh,
2: I think that's the, the, the idea. Is just the that, fact that somebody
3: reported on him, and he was well, like, okay, I'll confess. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> think that that, I, that I think that that
2: ultimately, I think that the story implies that he is somehow connected to Winston's demise. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's clear. So I think it, th- that's the thing is that the film and the book both make you really struggle to think. Yeah. And that's what I liked about both of them. Well, that's what true science fiction should challenges do. Oh, it challenges you, you do. It stuff. challenges you to think about it without giving you, spoon-feeding you the answers. And I liked that. I liked the fact that I had to come to my own conclusions many times that this is what has happened and even after it's it's a it's a great testament to this film that we are sitting here talking about this kind of oh, stuff yeah. as well because we're still trying to connect the dots even after we've seen the film. I haven't watched it since Tuesday this week. And so we're still trying to connect the dots. that's it's that's, that's that I guess it's the mark of a great I, film. I
3: finished it about 2 hours ago and
0: <laughs> it's just <laughs> kind
2: of like,
3: you know. And I'm I'm angry. I'm angry that it's taken me this long to see it. I'm angry that it's still relevant. I'm angry that it's such a... Because there are so many different ways you could take it. Because you could, based on the film, without taking the book into account, you could really look at it that this neighbor guy is completely innocent of everything. But that his kid thought he was acting weird and made a report. And they oh, came and yeah, nabbed him. Right, and he's... Exactly. he's That's why he's such a, a crumbling mess. Because he's like, apparently I'm in on it. Didn't know it. I really hope I can confess and get out of here. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know... Yeah, maybe that's all it takes—is somebody to go. That guy's acting weird. <laughs> and that's the impression you get. And when I say I'm angry, I mean I mean that I'm you know.
2: Yeah, no, just energized about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: I am angry, but I'm I'm angry in a, a good way. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very the,
2: thought-provoking
3: film. Except for the fact that it's still relevant. That yeah. Now I'm angry about that. Now I'm angry about that.
2: Shall so what we got coming up on the schedule.
3: Well, coming up next week on the schedule. Uh, I just love that we say schedule. <laughs> Terror of the Vervoids. I'm not happy that we say Terror of the Vervoids. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I liked Terror of the Vervoids. I thought it was time to put it back on, because, well, we haven't done that one in a while. And we need some more 60 in our life. Uh, Mainly because we're going to be, since we've already reviewed it, we're going to be doing some big finish, which is Catch 1782, uh, mainline number 68, uh, and then some more Titan comics. With the 12th Doctor, we're going to finish out Series 1, so issues 11 through 15. Of, uh, of his, and those two will uh, go together like peas and carrots, because they're both grumpy doctors. I don't know. <laughs> made made sense when I scheduled it. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were uh, actually just discussing uh, the further uh, adventures of the uh, traveling the vortex schedule before we recorded this, and I will get those posted for you this week so that everybody will know in advance, and hopefully it'll be a nice long run. Of uh, things that are coming up that you can all enjoy with us and maybe we'll put some more Doctor audios on there to appease Glenn <laughs> I think he just wants more Dalek stories I really think that's, that's probably where we is. Is.
1: and because we just did you Day of the Doctor we got to put a Dalek story on Plus, we can't do Day of the Doctor again for a War Doctor <laughs> audios,
3: we joked last night that we think we're just going to do Night of the Doctor one night for a Friday night who and call it <laughs> <laughs> alright everybody ready, sync, play minutes. six minutes later we're done <laughs>
2: Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
2: right. Well, uh, I, sure I would go
3: further, but that's that's, 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 that's that's all we have. That's the end.
2: Be sure to continue to support us on Patreon if you can. If you're already a subscriber, thank you very much. Or already a member, a supporter, thank you very much. And If you can throw yes, a little bit of money you your much. way yes. if you could throw a little bit of your money our way and uh, help support this podcast we certainly uh would appreciate it. there is a link on our webpage page www.travelingthevortex.com there are also some other links on the right hand side of the page those are click through links to uh our various sponsors which include amazon and entertainment earth and uh shout out again to ben who uh, has been uh using our click through link for amazon for a lot yeah. of stuff in fact uh I just saw he got a great deal on a book. He ordered one got three. <laughs> so, <laughs> we uh, can't always promise that. No, we can't always <laughs> promise that, but that, that's that's wonderful. Um, and then, of course, uh, the various uh, social media, which uh, Keith already touched on, so we're not going to do that again.
1: Uh, don't forget about the Goodreads Book Club is the only one I did not touch on. That's right.
2: This month's book is Deep Time.
1: Which I'm enjoying.
3: Yeah. I'm
2: about halfway through. Keith's going to start soon. Yes. Speaking of scheduling, that'll be on there soon, that too. will be on there. All right. Uh, is there anything else that we didn't touch on this week? week that we need to before we get done?
3: I suppose just as a potential heads-up, um, if you do not own the special edition version of the Aztecs, you may want to think about picking that one up. It's, of course, uh, still readily available, thank goodness, and you can go to our page and then uh, click through the Amazon link to order your copy. Um, I, I'm not going to spoil the reason being, but I will say that there's a special feature on there that uh, would would make uh, uh, something that's coming up down the road would make your life a little bit easier if you had that. So I better get mine ordered, because I don't own that one. (laughs) Because I don't think I own that one. I actually have that one. Special edition? edition?
2: I have the special edition, because I waited. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, if that's going to do it for this week's show, until next time, I'm Glenn.
3: I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. I can see all of you, because I am
2: watching. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.